What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Wombat Sports Podcast here on blogtalkradio.com, also wombatsports.com, and gofightlive.tv. I am Mark with the Q. I'm your host. Um, well, we're going to be talking a little bit about a little bit about everything because it's been a kind of crazy weekend, plus we got the uh, Invicta FC7 coming up, and we'll be talking a little about that in a little bit. Um, but um, we also are going to be talking a little bit about Tough last night because, you know, it was obviously an historic night, uh, the first ever uh, female Tough um, the ultimate fighter, so the first female ultimate fighter was crowned in um, Juliana Pena. So congratulations to her. Um, we have right on on the line with us right now. Um, she is um, going to have the best seat in the house for Invicta FC7. She's going to be uh, uh, putting on the Vaseline and making sure that the fighters don't bleed. Um, she's uh, has actually um, kind of broken uh, broken a glass ceiling. She's one of the uh, the few uh, female cut women in the sport. Um, Swayze Valentine is with us on the line right now. Um, how are you doing, Swayze? How's everything going? Everything is going so great. It is such a pleasure to be on your show today, so thank you so much. Yep. Uh, Gina Begley should be joining us hopefully in just a few minutes. Um, she hosts the uh, Pro WMMA Now podcast um, every Monday, and I always bug her. So she said, you know, we, you have to have me on, my, on your podcast. So I said, well, let's do it this weekend. So uh, hopefully she'll be calling in just a few um, let's talk, yeah, we're, we were talking before we went on the air about Peggy Morgan, because uh, Peggy, uh, poor Peggy, um, you know, basically got, you know, got a pretty good facial beating last night. She had a lot of lumps and bumps and bruises on her face, and strangely enough, she didn't bleed at all. Um, so she must be pretty sore uh, after last night, and, uh, and I was talking to you a little bit about that. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? You know, I was blown away. First of all, watching the fight, it was such a great fight between her, her and Jessamine. Um, and after, you know, seeing the first round, I started seeing some swelling going on on the left side of her, on, uh, on Peggy's face. And I was thinking, oh, man, you know, I was, I was expecting to see a lot of blood because Jessamine was just, I mean, she was just getting in her face like crazy. And by, you know, the second and third round, oh, my gosh, that poor girl, her face was almost swollen shut. You know, the right side of her face, Oh, man, it was just, I'm so glad that, that the Cutman took care of it, you know, in the second round to where she didn't swell too bad to where the fight would have to be stopped. But holy cow, um, she definitely has to be sore today for sure. Now, um, I, I kind of find it interesting. I, I, just, I just thought of this. Uh, we don't see a lot in MMA, you know, in, in, the, old school, uh, in the old school boxing and it, back in the 80s and 90s. They used to have, I guess, a little, little bit of a, uh, I guess, piece of metal and iron kind of thing that you used to kind of uh, help smooth out uh, um, any kind of lumps like that. I don't, haven't seen that very much in MMA. Has that kind of uh, not gained favor anymore, or is it just that, that, that you know some of the cut, cut people don't use it anymore? You know, actually, it's very prevalent in, in our every, you know, during every fight. If there's swelling, we use it almost every time. Um, a lot of the time, especially like in, in the 
the smaller shows or even in UFC, it was before the prelims, you know, you don't really get to see a lot of the corner work. So you don't really see a lot of the cutmen actually taking care of the swelling. Um, either the camera's just not in that corner or they just cut it out completely. But we do use it. Um, that's a lifesaver. I mean, with that swelling, the the best thing you can use is an in-swell or, or something larger like a KO swell, especially on her. I mean, she needed the whole... You know, you didn't see Don House use a KO swell on her because, um, I mean, the whole side of her face, she would need probably five. So, and you don't have that many hands. So he just took a complete, you know, ice pack and put it to her face, which was appropriate um, for that large um, of swelling. But uh, we do use the, the uh, that metal thing that you're talking about, the, the end swell. Um, almost every, every single time we have swelling, we use it. Yeah, I, I kind of find it, um, you know, I kind of find it interesting. And, and maybe it's just you guys are concealing it a little bit better than, than I usually see. Or, you know, obviously they cut away a lot quicker than maybe we could see or something like that. And usually there's like four or five people surrounding a fighter uh, in between rounds. So, uh, I don't know, maybe I, I just haven't been noticing it, but I'll probably now notice it a lot more often. But, um, yeah, I was kind of interested in that as well. Um, now, we were talking a little bit also about a little bit about the uh, um, the tough enough fights on uh, on Friday, which is really, really good. Uh, it was a really good uh, set of three fights, um, and uh, Marina Schaffer uh, was main eventing, uh, and she, en- she ended up winning the uh, 145 championship. Interestingly enough, by a head, uh, head and arm triangle choke. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was kind of an interesting night of fights. What were kind of your take on that? You know, I think it was it was such a great honor to Barry because you know Barry recently passed, um, and I think you know it couldn't have been a better better set of fights. Um, you know, I, the morale was just awesome, and um, I couldn't I couldn't think of a, a better fight night for Tough Enough than than what went on the other night. And um, you know, congratulations to all the winners. Um, gosh, I know one of the fighters had a pretty bad pretty bad break around his ankle there and um last i heard about him is that he just he would been out of surgery and he's doing well and and the doctors are expecting a four to six week um healing time for him but hopefully it takes a little more time because that that was that was a pretty bad break but i think that overall the fights were just amazing and and what a great great night to honor barry i think it was kind of fitting that that the last three fights on the card were were female fights and um, you know, um, Barry, I think, was the first one in the amateur ranks to really get behind, you know, amateur female female MMA fighting, uh, so much, in fact, that he did an all-female card, um, you know, about three or four years ago that has, you know, that had developed so many great female athletes. And then, um, of course, uh, Rhonda had been through um, tough enough as well um, in her amateur career before she made it to the UFC. So, um, I think it was kind of fitting that they did the last three fights, and it was a really great uh, touching tribute to, to Barry to have a, a solid night of fights uh, overall. Three female fights were all great um, as well. Gina Bagley is, not, is finally uh, joining us. Uh, she has a podcast um, on Pro WMMA Now on Mondays. How are you doing, Gina? I'm doing fantastic. How are you all doing tonight? Today? Um <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. Um and uh let's talk a little bit about Tough last night, Gina. Um, you know, uh and, and Juliana Pena uh, ended up winning uh, the whole uh, shebang at four fifty nine. What was your kind of thoughts on the fight? You know, I, I was only able to keep up with play by plays. I was at uh, another event uh with Bluegrass in the May, but um 
I wasn't surprised at all, you know, to hear. I, I read how it went down, how, you know, she she was able to, to take um, Rikosi down and, and, and win in such a short time with some ground and pound. Um, Juliana Pena has been very um, confident through through all of the episodes and, you know, really hungry, I think, for it, uh, more so than any of the other fighters that were on the show. You know, she seemed very much focused, and this is what I want to do, and, and I'm going to train and, and use this opportunity to to, the, to its fullest. And so, you know, it didn't surprise me. Um, you know, Jessica Ricosi was a great fighter, but uh, one of the things that I think helped her in the tough house is, you know, you have the, these women who are, true 135ers having to cut weight and walk around close to weight for six weeks. And so, you know, Jessica Ricosi is a, a 125 fighter, and I think that might have been a bit of fit to her on the show. Um, but now that they've had time to kind of go back, uh, you know, and kind of be um, at their true, you know, sizes and, and feeling good and not walking around just miserable knowing you have to cut weight all the time, you know, at any moment uh, and drop down to 135. I think it was a benefit for, for uh, Juliana Pena um, for them to take that time, and I wasn't at all surprised by, by the results. Yeah, I mean, um, and, um, and Swayze, you, you saw the fight, um, you know, go down as well, and um, a lot of people are kind of complaining that they may have stopped it a little bit early because it was 459, um, of the round, I know the referee, I guess, was saying, you know, to defend yourself, and it seemed like, you know, right under that wire um, that he decided to stop it. Um, what was your kind of mm-hmm. opinion? Do you think the stoppage was was um, was right, or did you feel that um, that she could have held out for one more second? You know, there's not a timer in the ring. There, there's no way for the referee to really know how much time is left. Yeah, maybe a second, um, you know, it would have been – substantial and and making a difference in the fight, but the referees, you know, the UFC hires referees that they feel are, you know, they have them there and they feel that they're, you know, there to do their job. And um, like I said, they don't they don't have a timer. They don't they're not you know they don't know if there's you know five I don't know they don't know if there's like a minute left or ten seconds left. And you know maybe you hear the 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 ten second warning. Um, you know, and that's something that someone could argue is, you know, if they hear the 10 second warning, but are they paying attention to that when they think someone is in danger? And it's a fight, and, uh, you know, if you're not defending yourself, it's at the referee's discretion, and, uh, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, and, um, you know, going back to what Gina was saying, I think, um, and I realized this this morning and kind of said, said something on Twitter about it, um, the environment in the tough house is a lot different than what's going on in the real world. I mean, um, you know, I've, I've said this before that, you know, I felt sorry for Sarah Morris, who, um, you know, really, really, I thought, you know, you know, could have beaten, could have beaten um, Pena for the second, uh, for a second time. But there was so much drama in the house. And plus, she had to cut, you know, cut, stay on weight. And, and she didn't have her coaches with her. She she was being coached by my Misha. And there was a you know, thing where it seemed like that Misha and her team were focusing on Juliana more than they were focusing on 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 on, uh, on Sarah at at points too. Um, it's a different environment, I think, than what the real world would have to offer. There's, I guess, it would be a little a bit lot less comfortable for you to be a fighter in that house, depending on what you were. Um, I think Juliana actually had a little bit of advantage in, in knowing having known Nisha. And having trained with her before too, so um, Gina, can you tell us a little bit about that? Is, do you think that's the uh, that's pretty much the case in this um, 
you know, one of the reasons why maybe Juliana may have had a little bit of an edge going into uh, winning the whole thing? Uh, you know, I could see that playing into it. You you go into a strange environment. You're completely cut off from your friends and family for six weeks. You can't, I mean, you know, we were there at the, um, my coach and I and, and Jess and her mom and her sister, we were there when they did the fights to get into the house. You know, and, and when she won her fight to get into the house, you know, we got to sit and watch the rest of the fight uh, for people, to, you know, and to, to be eliminated whether or not they got into the house. But it was literally right there. They said when the fights were done, they wrapped up and they said, okay, this is it. You're cut off, you know. And there was no contacting, you know, them. You didn't know. It was just kind of strange because, you know, you're going through your weeks and you're like, I wonder if they're fighting today. So as someone from the outside, it's really strange and awkward not to have people there that are with you all the time. And, to you know, I've been you know, training with, with her for so long and, and going to these fights and, you know, very aware of what's going on. So to not have a clue is awkward for the people on this end. So I can't imagine, you know, you're surrounded by people you don't know, you're in a different environment that maybe they don't train the way that you're used to. Um, I'm sure it really throws you off mentally, uh, physically. You're not cutting weight in the same, you know, manners that you that you normally do. I, I can't imagine having to walk around prepared to make weight at 125 all the time. Um you know, and, and just the access to, to your support system. And your support system is very important. You know, Emily, uh, who co-hosts with me, when we cut late, a lot of times we'll sit with each other, even if it's just in the sauna. You know, you have that comfort of a friend who understands what you're going through. So if you don't have anyone there that's, you know, your support system, I'm sure it does make a, a really big difference in just your mental psyche and, and how you're going into the fight prepared for a battle, you know, you you feel alone or do you feel like, all right, I've got, you know, some support. And, you know, we saw that Shana and Jessamine had some support in the fight, uh, in the house, and uh, they were close, and we saw that, you know, Sarah felt very alone, but Juliana did have some support from her coaches that, you know, maybe not within the house, but I think that just kind of fueled her that she felt segregated from these people that she was competing against, but to have, you know, backing from people that, you know, coaching her I don't know I I could see it making a difference from my perspective yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see how kind of things kind of play out you know I don't know if um you know Juliana could could possibly make a huge run in the UFC but then again we, we could be seeing uh, you know we may be seeing that you know she may not she may she may not um you know she might not be up at, at caliber right now there's a big debate right now on if if how far she is out to to be kind of elite in the UFC, and I, I think she's a she's a ways away from doing that. I think the UFC needs to build her a little bit more, um, and mm-hmm. um, you know, make maybe have her face Andrade, or maybe or maybe have her face Sexton or something like that early on, and try to build her up that way. So I'm very interested to see who they end up pairing uh, Juliana against uh, in the upcoming uh, months when uh, when they start uh, really kind of pushing her as the ultimate fighter. Um, but I would be remiss not to talk a little bit about uh, Miss Jessamine, a good friend of yours, Gina. Um, mm-hmm. She had a very dominant performance um, on uh, last night. And more importantly, um, I don't know if you heard this, Gina, but she had um, broken a UFC record for most significant strikes by a debuting fighter with 123. Um, so you yeah. must be very, very proud of Jessamine. Uh, I am. You know, our whole school is very proud of her. Uh, we're very happy that, you know, she's, you know, went on to, you know, there are so many things that are so wonderful uh, that our school is very, very proud of her for, you know, being one of the, the, the first women uh, to, 
to be in the ultimate fighter when they open it up to females, you know, to have the first fight to get into the house, um, you know, and to, to perform so well in her UFC debut, you know, and, and to set the record for a debuter um, and significant strikes. We can be happier with, with how well she's doing. Uh, we're all so happy for her. You know, she did announce that she's moving out with Rhonda and Shayna, and, you know, everyone's really happy for her that she's, uh, made a bond and a connection with, you know, these ladies, that, you know, especially a world champion such as Rhonda. Um, we just couldn't be more proud. And, you know, of course, we're using our social media to promote it and, and just to let everyone know, you know, she trained with the AFS Academy for eight years um, under Scott Elliott, our coach, and, you know, he's really happy for her too. We, we couldn't be happier that, you know, someone from our school from the middle of, you know, Nowhereville, Kentucky is doing so well, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so too. And it was it was really great to be able to um, you know to see her have success you know in the UFC. And now um, you know there's like a, a support system, a team, their own little team going on over there with Marina and mm-hmm. and Rhonda and Shayna and uh, and um, and Jessamine. Um, I think I, I forget what the, that they called their their team now. I think some like team badass or something. Or yeah, the horse women, four horse women. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so very interesting to see because you see you'll see them do them through the four horsemen signs. So you know that's how you know. Um, but anyway, um, so very interesting to say, as I said, the least. Um, and I, I would be remiss not to say anything about uh, Roxanne Modafferi um, and Raquel Pennington. Roxy, Roxanne looked so much better than than she has in the past. Um, even though she lost, she won. I think I think she won the first round. Um, you know, Swayze, um, you know, I, I, do you agree with me that, that that Roxanne won that first round in that fight? I think absolutely. I think Roxanne, she did great. You know, she had such, she always had such a great attitude. I mean, they call her the happy warrior for a reason. I mean, she really put her heart out there and, um, she just, she gave it her all. And I think, I think she did great. And, you know, of course it's sad to see any of them upset and, uh, but, you know, I really think that, that she can still make it in this sport just fine, and, and I do believe that she won that first round. I mean, she was great. She's she's always fun to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, it was great to be able to see her striking improve so much. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of credit goes to um, Syndicate, uh, Syndicate MMA in Vegas, her new, her new gym. Um, you know, um, her new coach was really, really good about it. I think Leslie may have had something to do with it, too. Um, Leslie Smith was training out with her. And uh, Leslie knows uh, Raquel pretty well, and you know if if Raquel Raquel doesn't get into any kind of rhythm, she does have problems, and it seemed like that was what was going on with um, in the in the first round where Roxy was really kind of setting the pace. So, um, you know, I'm really hoping we get to see more of Roxanne. I think no matter what, if Roxanne gets cut from the USC, which I hope she doesn't, um, I think Invicta will snatch her up pretty quick. So, um, you know, I, I see only, only nothing but what really you know positive things happening for Roxanne. Uh, coming up, uh, you know, in the future. So, um, you know, I I just absolutely love it, and congratulations to Raquel for uh, for um, you know having a pretty good fight and uh, winning that uh, winning a really tough fight. Actually, it, it was a really tough fight for her too. Um, so, with that in mind, we talk about Invicta FC7, a loaded nine fight card um, coming up uh, this week. And like I said, Swayze, you're going to be there right at ringside. Um, what um, what fight do you you think are you're most looking forward to watching? Um, at ring at the cage side. You know, I'm going to be one of the most boring people ever. I have to be completely unbiased. I love being a neutral, and you know, I'm not a fighter, so I have such mad respect for any man or woman in this industry to be able to have that skill and go in there and take care of it. So, to be completely honest, I am. 
super stoked for every single one of these fights. I've never worked a show where it's all women, so it's just going to be so badass, and I am thrilled to watch each one of these fighters just bang it out, and just I'm just going to enjoy every second of it. And there's been some nasty damage in some of these fighters, you know. You know, uh, there's been there's been really huge lumps. There's been a lot of bleeds and all that as well. And you know, I mean, obviously you've seen this in the past. You've seen uh, probably you've seen uh, quite a few Invicta cards. I mean, um, you know, what's your kind of thoughts on you know what kind of a damage these gals inflict and um, kind of where your job going to you know is your job going to be pretty hard coming into this into this fight? Are you going to be pretty busy? You know. Man, these these women are so talented. There's a lot of really well-rounded women, um, a lot of strikers, a lot of kickboxers. I mean, there's there's no telling what's going to happen. Um, I I think that you know some of these women are just gonna. Gosh, you know, it's really hard to it's really hard to to figure out who's possibly gonna you know start bleeding and who isn't. But I don't know. I'm just super excited to see. You know, if I'm going to be busy, if I'm not going to be busy, you know, if I'm not, I get to sit back and enjoy, you know, watching the fights. But, you know, there's a lot of really good strikers here. So I think that the opportunity for, you know, some, some bleeding, some swelling is um, it's pretty pertinent. Um, Gina, what plan are you looking forward to watching um, coming up on a Saturday? You know, they have so many names on, on this card. It's, it's really hard to, to just pick one. Um, you know, starting down towards the bottom, I've heard a lot about Muna Holland, but I've never got to see her really fight. She's going to be fighting Nina Ansaroff, and I'm excited for that fight. And, um, you know, even with Tony Evinger and fighting Sarah D'Elio, like, wow. You know, there's so many fights that you're just like, oh, wow. Uh, one of my favorite fighters that's on the card is Joanne Calderwood. So, you know, I'm excited for that fight because it's her, just as I am prepared. But if I, if I had to pick a fight, that uh, uh, I'm really excited to watch just because the anticipation of I just I'm unsure of the outcome um, would be Lauren Murphy and Miriam Nakamoto <laughs> because I, I always underestimate Lauren Murphy and I'm always like oh wow she, you know they're throwing her in there deep <laughs> after you know just six or seven pro fights and that's all the fights she's had but you know she surprises me every time. So, you know, I, I'm really eager to watch that fight just because I want to see her do it again, I guess. Like, can she and, and will she? So that's probably the fight that I'm anticipating the most. But there's not a fight on the card that I'm I'm not really excited for. You know, I think uh, Felice Herrig and Tisha Torres is going to be, you know, the biggest candidate for fight of the night. And overall, it's just going to be a, an amazing card, you know. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's great, and I know people are complaining that it's only going to be nine fights, but it's it's a solid nine fights. You know, um, they um, you know they um, Invicta has announced that two of the fights are going to be free, um, and you know you're going to be able to watch for free and all that as well. And it's great for them also to have uh, live uh, live uh, weigh-ins and also live post-fight press conference, which I'm I'm really excited about. Um, I have to talk to I have to talk to um, to Shannon about because um, I think they're going to have some social media interaction at that post-fight presser, which I'm really hoping because some of us can't make it out um, and want to ask some questions pretty much after the fight. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting uh, interesting to see um, all the way through, straight through as well. Um, you know, I think if I were to, to say the busiest fight for uh, the busiest fight for uh, Swayze going in is got to be Col- uh, Joanna Calderwood um, facing uh, Katya. Because, I mean, Joanna is a vicious striker, you know, and, and she, you know, even, you know, 
Um, there's some some gals that'll that'll wet way through the storm, but I mean, you know, uh, you know, they get sustain a lot of damage uh, when you're facing Joanna Calderwood. So, if I were to, I were to say anything, uh, Swayze is, is is that fight's probably the one that you're going to be most busy on, um, if not um, the one with Miriam versus Lauren. If um, if Lauren can get it to the ground, I think Miriam's got you know Lauren's got a chance. But um, you know, Miriam mm-hmm. is pretty a vicious striker as well. So it'd be interesting to see uh, both of those fights and how they kind of play out. Um, and, um, you know, what was it like, you know, you usually mentioned that you're kind of proud about the idea of having to, uh, having to, um, you know, be a part of this card, Swayze, and to be, to be the cut woman for this card. Um, you know, what does that mean to you to, to, to be a, a female cut woman and, you know, kind of being a, a kind of a, I won't say a role model, but a, a person that people will look up to, uh, and so maybe something that, that females can aspire to if they don't want to be fighters, they can be, uh, be a cut woman to be able to, to um, be a part of the sport. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm super stoked and honored to be a part of Invicta. I mean, for the first time, I'm kind of like the missing link with Invicta. You know, now it's it's a complete all-woman's organization. You know, you have the woman fighters. You have the president who's a woman. You have the matchmaker who's a woman. There was a female DJ. You know, now they have a female cutman. And, and I just think that you know, it's kind of the missing piece to finally, in, in women's MMA history, to be a complete all-women's organization. And that means so much to me to be a part of it. And um, for anyone, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to be a fighter at all. You know, I, I have such respect for these people that can get in that cage, and, and I envy them. I wish I had that talent or, or that mindset to be able to do it. So they're really special people. And to be a part of their career and to have them trust me with their career is such a huge honor, and I'm just I'm blown away to be able to be a part of it. And you know, anybody who's aspiring to to do something in MMA, you know, don't be locked down to the tradition, the traditional, you know, what's available to you. You know, you can really make your own your own journey in whatever you want to do. You know, I mean, there definitely wasn't um, cut women. You know, traditionally there's there's no cut women, and you know, and I wanted to be one since I couldn't be a fighter, you know. So I just went for it and, and worked hard and, you know, think outside the box and, and create your own your own journey, you know. It it can happen, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of great. Oh, the, only, the only thing we're missing is a female ref uh, this time around. I don't think there's going to be a female ref this time around. But um, but it would be nice to, you know, maybe at one time advertise, you know, that, you know, basically a lot of it is, is female. Every Every single position um is female as well. And I'm and I'm I'm currently awaiting who's going to be the announced team this time around. Uh again, something I have to talk to Shannon about. We're supposed to be getting a press release on who's going to be annou- announcing this this time around, but um it'll be interesting to say the least as well. Um I'm noticing that there isn't a lot of 105ers which I'm kind of disappointed at on this card. I think um we're going to be uh there, there's going to be a lot of people being it's going to be made up for it coming up in this next card as well. Um but um, there's a lot of 115ers on there, 135ers, had our flyweights as well. I think the flyweight's going to be the biggest division to look out for now that the UFC is putting in the uh, 135ers and uh, the um, 115ers coming up um, next year. Um, kind of t- tell us a little bit about that, Gina, and, and your thoughts on that. Well, you know, the UFC, I think the, they made an announcement that they're adding 
was it 200 and something more events maybe? I'm not really even sure. But uh, And also they're, they're adding the, one, the women's 115 division. And, you know, while that's really exciting, it's going to give more opportunity for, for women across weight classes because 135 was the only division. And, you know, we saw like, Jessica I had to come up and wait to, to be in that class. But, you know, she was the, you know, one of the number one 125ers in, in the division, and she did very well, obviously. Um, now they're opening up the 115, so that gives the option for the 125ers that, you know, couldn't move up to 125 to maybe drop down to 115. Um, or, you know, some, some of the 105ers that are um, at the top of their game and, and able to maybe go up. So it it's kind of like, um, for, to me, it kind of seems like, you know, you have this uh, 115 where women can drop or go up to if, if they're at that level, and you have the 135. And 115 is already a huge division for the females. You know, you said it yourself, there's so many females on the Invicta card uh, alone that are at 115. Um, I think it uh, I think it just opens it up for, for so many women, even if they're not already in the 115 class. And uh, I'm really excited. And I said, you know, if they could make the way, uh, a 115 fight that I would love to see would be, you know, Jessica Rakosi and Barb Ponchak. Um and if the UFC, you know, considered that. But uh, it's just great. I think, you know, as with the men, we'll see, you know, more speed and um, some really exciting fights with the 115. Uh, you know, Felice Herrig has been at 115 for a while. Um, she'll be she'll be another great one that I would really love to see in the UFC. I'd love, I'd love to see Barb versus Roxy. You know, I'd really love to see that fight. You know, I think that it would be uh, – it would be a technical battle between the two of them, and you know, if they ended up going to the ground, it would be an interesting, interesting fight overall. So, you know, I'm kind mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of, you know, would love to see that either at Invicta or at the UFC. I think that fight would be just outstanding. Um, you know, it would be nicer to, for it to be at Invicta at 125, but um, I'd be very interested to see, you know, those two kind of battle it out as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, you know, it's like one of those things where, you know, the, the, it's a deep 115 division, but um, UFC has has a tendency to 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 you know be a little bit sideways when it comes to some of their uh, picks um, because they'll pick people that are either t- maybe heavier or maybe smaller um, to go into the division and uh, you know I really don't think that the 115 is going to suffer as much as people are are thinking it's going to so it'd be very interesting to say now Swayze uh, and I'm with with cut women is is it the commission that assigns uh, or signs that signs you or is it the promotion that assigns the the uh, cut people uh, for the organization do you know um typically the organization is the one that hires uh the cutmen um there's also some situations where a certain fighter can hire a cutman themselves as well but typically the promotion hires um the cutmen to run their show yeah, because I was interested. Because I'd be interested to see you at a UFC event doing doing the cut woman duties, um, you know, as it were. So it'd be interesting at some points, you know, you know. And plus, you know, considering how many events that the UFC is going to be doing next year, they may need more <laughs> more cut people um, there on, on ringside. So uh, hoping that at some point maybe we get to see you in the UFC. Of course, that's a huge goal of mine, um, you know, as well as every fighter. So um, I definitely think there's there's a time and place for it, and when you know, the the time comes, I, I will have known that I've earned it, and I'm welcoming it with open arms, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting, it'll be inter- it's a really interesting time. I mean, the past year has been just so, um, 
I guess it's been kind of wild considering how many people are, are how many female fights there's been, and um, just seeing how many events total that have been um, going on. It seems like there's a, an event at least, you know, a televised event at least almost every other week. Um, so, you know, I think obviously there's going to be a demand for cut more for cut people uh, down the line. So it'll be interesting to see uh, see you at some more events as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be an, an interesting card coming up up and down the line at Invicta FC7. Um, is there anybody in particular that uh, – I'll, I'll phrase this question a little bit differently, uh, Swayze. Is there anybody that you're looking forward to meeting um, at Invicta? Gosh, that's another hard one. Um, I definitely have I'm, – I'm a fan of accents, to be honest. And so I'm so super excited to hear Joanne – you know, Calderwood talk and hear her whole camp just speak, you know, in, in their accent. I'm just a sucker for accents. And um, I've been learning my, my uh, Portuguese, so I'm really excited to um, try to hold a conversation with some of the Brazilians that we, that we have on this card. So to be honest, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to as well. I, I think there's only like two. I think, uh, I think – Vanessa and um, Claudia are the only two Brazilians, I think, on the card now. They usually have a, a yep. bunch of Brazilians up this time around. I think there's only two this time around, um, which is kind of interesting um, as well. And as for Joanna, try to get her to talk at least more than one sentence. Uh, she's very, very shy when it comes to being in person. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be very interesting as well. I should, I should ask Gina, do you have any questions for Swayze at all, anything that you're interested in? You know, it's um... – Really interesting to me uh, when they're getting more involved in the sport. You said you didn't want to, you know, fight. But when you decided that you wanted to be a cut woman, what steps did you have to take in order to, to secure that career for yourself? Good question. You know, it's it was a very difficult journey uh, to, to start for sure. Um, to get people to take me seriously was a big challenge. And, you know, I, I knew it was something I really wanted to do. And some of the first steps that you can take is um, go to your local gym. doesn't matter if it's MMA, Muay Thai, boxing. Go to your local gym and see if the fighters will let you start wrapping the hands. And Because um, that's what you need to master before you move to cuts is, is really wrapping a fighter's hand and, and dedicate yourself to that. Because, you know, as you know as a fighter, that's, that's your weapon, that's your livelihood. And um, God forbid if, if you were to have a break that not only destroys, you know, your, your future for a short time, you know, even in a personal life with having a job, you know, you have a broken hand now or, you know, so it's, it's really important for people to really take hand wrapping seriously. So if anybody's interested, you know, I know with me I was initially interested with, with the wrapping of the hands because to me there's, there was no greater honor than to wrap the hands of a fighter. So once I saw coaches doing that, I knew then that's what I wanted to do, and then I had just done my research and, and started out at, at my local gym. Awesome. Well, thank I'd you. I'd be remiss not to, not to mention, mention, mention this. I don't know if you saw this, Gina, at all, um, and I don't know if Swayze saw this, but, um, you know, over the past, couple, over the past week, um, um, Rhonda's been covering up her hands, and I just found an article this morning on why that is. Um, she had actually, um, she has uh, scrapes on her knuckles. She um, was uh, out filming on the, the Untouchables, and um, she ended up, uh, you know, she ended up having, you know, her calluses ended up right, rubbing off. So there's like little soft parts of her skin right now um, on her, you know, on her uh, knuckles right now as well. And um, I, I'm, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with, with that kind of condition, Swayze, but 
Um, kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of why the, it's important for the conditioning of the knuckles to be the way they are. A lot of people like their, their knuckles a little bit more calloused than um, what they usually, maybe what a usual hand has. Right, yeah, it's it's really important for a fighter because they use their knuckles a lot. So the more callus you have obviously equals the more cushion, the less sensitivity you're going to have to fight, which means you can strike with more power, obviously, because then you're not going to have the pain associated with not having knuckles or, you know, calluses on your knuckles or um, soreness right after if you don't have large enough calluses. Um, that's one of the things a lot of people don't don't understand or not necessarily understand or know that fighters do have calluses on their knuckles, and it really does serve a purpose. And if you get those, you know, scraped off, unfortunately, in Rhonda's situation, um, that could be a bit of a concern for her because, obviously, it could possibly affect her power if her knuckles are sore. Um, in that case, as I was wrapping Rhonda's hands and I noticed that, you know, her calluses were bothering her, you know, you could do things to offset that where you could make a little bit of a bigger pad to help cushion um, the blows that she'll be throwing. So um, there's a few little things you can do. And, and yeah, calluses are, are pretty important to a fighter. Yeah, yeah, Gina, do you want to weigh in on this? Uh, and just that I agree, you know, with your hands, uh, you can use what you're doing, and so, you know, your hands get all callous to kind of protect the skin, and, and you know, lifting weights even, you'll get callous along the ridge of your hands, um, just from gripping the bar, and with kicking, you know, your your shins kind of toughen up, um, even when you first start grappling, you know, when you get into, like, a jiu-jitsu program, you'll have bruises and, and odd parts uh, of your body, and if you quit for a while, when, you know, you go back, you bruise all over again, and, and your body kind of toughens up to that, so... When you take away uh, those protective barriers that, that your body is setting up for you, it's, it's going to be painful and it's going to make training uncomfortable until you can get that back. So um, I, I guess I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know we're, we're running out of time here a little bit. We're actually in archive right now. Um, I want to mention, uh, first of all, that you can follow Swayze on, on Twitter at Swayze Cut Woman, and, uh, and you can um, – you can, um, you know, you're gonna be able to watch her on Invicta FC7. So she'll be in the corner, uh, you know, giving the Vaseline uh, uh, to the fighters and uh, helping out with the cuts as well. So it'll be very interesting to see you on 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 the broad on the broadcast of Invicta FC7. So it's it's great. And uh, have you been out to, to Kansas City at all? You know, I've been to Kansas City, Kansas, but not yet Kansas City, Missouri. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I think we, I think um, we were in main city when last time I was there. You know, when when the, the hotel is usually in the main city part of the city downtown. So it'd be interesting to be able to see. So yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for you. Uh, make sure you're you're covered up, bundled up warm because I, obviously Kansas is a really really cold uh, cold spot this, um, during uh, during December as it were. Um, and I want to mention that you can you guys can check out Gina on Twitter at uh, Gina Jelly B. And uh, like I said, before, at WMMA Podcast is on every Monday, so you guys got to check her out. Um, um, who's going to be on the show tomorrow, Gina? Um, we're going to do a recap as well. Uh, we're going to have Jason to see the public has decided they, you know, who they think will win. So he's going to be giving the results of that, so we'll hash that out. Tara LaRosa is going to be a guest, as well as Sam Wilson, and we're going to go over the Invicta card. And, and you know, we're just super amped and, and excited for it. So tomorrow is going to be um, really all about Invicta and what they have coming up. And uh, we're going to talk about, you know, I, I'm sure you'll be there, and, and we'll ask you to call 
know, but uh, we're going to be kind of going over the card and, and hashing it out. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great to be able to have this thing. Like I said it's coming up coming up this weekend. I want to mention it's no longer on Ustream. Uh, Invicta actually will be streaming it on their website. Um, and I heard that their the server that they're using is a very a bigger and more powerful server than even Ustream has. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if you guys can't watch it on pay per view. Um, if your cable or satellite provider doesn't offer it, you guys can always watch it on uh, on on the internet. I know I'm watching it on the internet. Um, so you guys can check it out there as well, um, and the stream's always going to be good and all that as well. So, um, any 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 shout outs you want to do quickly, Gina? Just um, people that support me at my school with the AS Trading Academy, and then my brother Lucas and May and Carl and Neil, you know, Gary Thomas, Paul Valley, everyone who's always kind of helping me put it up there. <laughs> so, are you there, Gina? Excuse me. Oh, you were breaking um, up. Oh, I was just yeah, giving a shout-out to uh, – can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I was just giving a shout-out to my school, AFS Academy, Temperate at Richmond, um, Blue Griffin MMA, Pro MMA, Nail, and, uh, you know, Juan Valley, Gary Thomas, and uh, everyone who's uh, helping me stuff along as a – you're ready to graduate in two weeks, so I'm super excited. Oh, shout-out to – so I'm really excited for that. Shout out to Emily Barty, by the way, too, who's the co-host of of the show. Um, oh. You know, and she does she does a lot of you know she does a lot of great work you know behind the scenes a lot of times too. So um, you know, shout out to Emily. Um, so, Wacy, any yeah. any shout outs you want to give out? Yeah, definitely. I'd like to um, definitely give a shout out to Shannon Knapp and and the whole Invicta crew and and all the girls on the card. I'm super stoked about working with you guys uh, this weekend. And, um, yeah, my mentor, Adrian Rosenbush, and uh, my other supporters, you know, Stitch, Don House, Rob Monroe, my family, everybody who's been supporting me, I thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody is going to tune in next weekend for Invicta. Yeah, are, are you, when are you flying out for Invicta, by the way, Swayze? Um, I will fly in on Thursday evening. Yeah, really interesting. So you'll be there for the weigh-ins and all that, who was really cool. Um, and, um, and uh, you know, thank you, too, for coming on. Um, you know, uh, best of luck, and I'll, I'll talk, definitely talk to you tomorrow, Gina, on your show. And uh, Swayze, um, you know, have um, have fun and uh, work hard to, um, on Invicta coming up this weekend, this coming weekend. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your guys' time. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Okay, Swayze. Bye. Mark. Bye-bye. Bye. I want to mention to everybody that you guys can check out um, next week's show um, at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. I think we're working on uh, Amy Davis, who's actually coming in, uh, filling in for Stephanie Skinner coming up at the XFC coming up. So you guys can check that out. Um, go to WombatSports.com real quick and check out um, that the article I have on what's going on with, uh, you know, with Amy Davis coming in. Uh, we should have a tough uh, recap coming up on uh, there as well sometime tonight. Um, and we have plenty of news to talk about, including what's going on with Invicta this week. So make sure you guys go to WombatSports.com. Uh, plus all the, um, all the fights coming up, uh, all the results, and the rankings should be up tonight as well. So please go to WombatSports.com. Check us out on Twitter at WombatSports and WombatSports on Facebook. With that in mind, we'll see you guys next week, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern time with Amy Davis. Talk to you then.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.